0: You're listening to BG Mania for February 7th, 2018. The BG Mania, a video game music podcast found on Level Down Games every Wednesday on iTunes and Google Play. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island and still very much under the weather, Frank. Hey, guys. <laughs> you're still here, man. You're still here. You're, 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 you're back. Uh, day three. Day three. three. Three days in a row of feelings of feeling terrible. God, that must suck. I am a trooper. That must suck. Uh, Before we get into the excellent music we have lined up for your listening pleasure today, we want to let you know the following is brought to you by Technisport Gaming Chairs. Are you in need of a new chair for your office, studio, or gaming space? Me too. Technisport is one of the leading manufacturers for gaming-related chairs. In fact, scholars have long debated the origins of the Pro Gamer series. The most common theory is that a mad scientist created the first prototype by crossing a racing car with a lazy boy. However, gamers have claimed to know these creatures for thousands of years, and some streamers insist that they have always existed, right here in cyberspace. Go to technesportusa.com and use the offer code LDG, stands for Level Down Games, offer code LDG to save 10% when making a purchase. If you're interested in helping us out here at Level Down Games, all of our affiliate links can also be found in the YouTube description box on all of our videos and in the descriptions for our podcasts on podcast services. We've got Technisport Gaming Chairs, Amazon, Origin PC and Razer. Thanks in advance for all of the support. All right. Well, if you couldn't tell from the intro to that uh, to the podcast today by the intro song, we are going back to part four. Of our Legend of Zelda series. And we're actually going to be featuring quite a few different games in the Legend of Zelda franchise today. Games that maybe don't have, you know, such good st- or strong soundtracks that warranted an entire episode worth of music. So so we definitely clumped in. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six four, five, six. Six Zelda games in today's episode. Uh, that's that's oh, quite wow. a few. That's quite a few. So uh, we're going to have a couple tracks from each game. It's going to be a good episode. It should be fun. Uh, some good music involved here. We kicked things off with the overworld theme from
1: The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages. Uh, have you played these games? I have. In fact, uh, I actually just started playing this one again recently. I, I oh, came up oh, across a copy you? of it. Oh, did
0: you? Yeah. Interesting. Um, these these games are actually pretty good. So they were released on... Because Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages came out on the same day, right? I believe it almost possibly yeah, yes. did. Yes. They released on May fourteenth, two thousand one. These were Game Boy Color games. Uh, one complemented the other, so there was Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Uh, interestingly enough, they were not developed by Nintendo. These were actually developed by Capcom. So, yeah. so, so, pretty cool. Um, neither one of these two games, though, I man. I listened to the entire soundtrack for both these games over the last couple of weeks, getting ready for this episode. Neither one of them had that strong of soundtracks. There's, there's some no, good stuff. There's some good stuff here and there but nothing that really stood out to me that said, hey, we could do an entire episode to the Oracle games. There's just no way. No,
1: absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, these games are okay in general when it comes to Zelda games. They're not my favorite. No, they're, but they're not terrible either. These games aren't no, bad. No, no the they're games. not terrible. Absolutely not terrible. Yeah, the, these games are
0: definitely... Th- there's a reason why they exist in the official timeline. Because a, a lot of games that are, like, you know, developed by a different company or considered side stuff don't actually exist in the official Legend of Zelda timeline in Hyrule Historia. But these ones do. These ones are actually official mainline fra- Legend of Zelda franchise games. So that that's pretty cool. Um, obviously because Frank is feeling under the weather I, I'm pretty sure we don't have any liner notes slash tanks tidbits or anything for this episode. So uh, I, I will do my best to, to fill in with, with stuff here and there, but uh, uh, I appreciate it. Obviously, I'm not I I don't have all these facts pulled up, um, but no, but no, I, I've played through the Oracle of Games, I played through Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. I only played through them once, but uh, I've definitely played through both those games, and they they are fun to play through. But like I said, they're they're not the best in terms of in terms of soundtracks. So let's move on to another track from The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages, probably one I think might be the strongest track for this game. This one's called Skull Dungeon. Was Skull Dungeon from The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages. It's actually the fourth dungeon you go through in, in the actual game itself. Um, probably, I think, like I said, probably my favorite track from the entire soundtrack of Oracle of Ages. That one's really catchy. I like that one. It's very well done. I like the instrumentation used. Uh, the game, just great. The composer for this one uh, was Kiyohiro Sada and Minoko Adachi. So so two names that really weren't from... Weren't, were, well-known to the Legend of Zelda franchise at the time when these games released so it was interesting to get their take on some of the classic Zelda tunes and then just kind of see what they did differently for you know for the Zelda games I like it um so I went ahead and pulled up some facts at least I tried to anyway to kind of fill the gap so here's one here the Goron vase an oracle of ages is an anomaly in time It's given to Link by the Goron Guard in the present after Link gives him the rock brisket. Link then gives the vase to the Goron Guard's ancestor in the past in exchange for a Goronade, play on Gatorade, for it to become a family heirloom, which appears to create a paradox. That's pretty cool. So so there's a liner note for you. Did you know there's actually supposed to be a third game in the series? Ah, Is this a bonus liner note that you know off the top of your head?
1: I did. Uh, I know this. I just I looked it up for a different clarification, so I'm not crazy. Okay. Uh, it was going to be The Legend of Zelda: The Mystical Seed of Courage. Okay. Um, so uh, it was supposed to come out a few months after these games to tie to tie them together. Okay. But they scrapped it because it was it was too hard to link the game together at okay. that time. Interesting. So we so so we were cheated out of a Zelda game. Shucks.
0: That kind of sucks. So if you think about it, Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons mystical seed of wisdom is that what it was called no um, courage mystical seed of courage it's like the Triforce right that's like the whole the, idea the, yeah. like the, like the, it, uh, like the, uh, like the three, did, the the three, the, the three j- games j- would have j- actually been the Triforce
1: yeah uh, it was going to be like the mystical seed of power and oracle of ages would be mystical seed of wisdom so yeah, exactly okay so it would have been exactly like the Triforce exactly 100% like the Triforce
0: pretty cool pretty cool alright well that's enough of oracle ages Let's move on to The Legend of Zelda (laughs) Oracle of Seasons, the second game that released on the same day, composed by the same two people. We're going to kick things off with a track called Tarm Ruins. ruins from the legend of zelda oracle of seasons dude what a great tune i love that one that was a really good song i like that i like when it gets fast too there then it's like, <laughs> like dude it's just like just the movements man i love that one that that's a great track um one of the reasons i picked that one because of that and like i said i feel like this is one of the strongest off of that particular soundtrack and and again a soundtrack that is not it it, it definitely wasn't it you know strong as Link to the Past or, you know, Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time. Those, those games have such better soundtracks. But uh, they just these ones here, they, they've got some good tunes and they've got some good tracks, but nothing nearly as strong as some of the other Legend of Zelda games up to this point. So, That's pretty neat. Here's, uh, here's another little fact for you. Okay. When, when you play any of the two Oracle games on a Game Boy Advance, there's a special shop in Lin- Lina Village called the Advance Shop or 100 ruby advanced shop. All the items on sale cost 100 rubies. They are a geisha seed, a magic ring, and an advanced ring. In ages, it's adjacent to the shooting gallery, and in seasons, next to the know-it-all birds hut. However, it's not available in the 3DS Virtual Console version since it runs on the Game Boy emulator and not the Game Boy Advance emulator. Uh,
1: That is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. The shop is run by Stockwell, who is amazed you found the place. So, so pretty neat, little little cool bonus that they put in the. Uh, in I don't think I've ever done
1: that. I'm gonna have to try that now.
0: Yeah, so if you, if you pop your cartridge into the GBA version, it actually changes the code, and you can actually, uh, you know, there's a special shop involved. So that's kind of neat.
1: I'm absolutely gonna do that. That's that's cool.
0: Yeah, because you said you're replaying see, you learn, one you, of them. Uh, see, you learn things, little Brian Brainbuster. Well, little Brian Brainbuster. Hey, well, well, well when when well, when Frank's under the weather, there has to be some Brian Brainbusters because. uh. Uh, well even when you weren't under the weather the the, the liner notes have definitely gone away so we've we've heard we've heard demand that people like them so then we'll bring them back I'm not sure why they like them but uh, they like them apparently so we gotta make sure to put back I'll bring them back in
1: full force next week yes next week as long as they don't die from the flu
0: (laughs) you never know man it's out there it's out there claiming Uh people left and right it's called the Z virus I think so. Hey,
1: it's got your, it's got your boy right here. Okay. All right. You might see, you might see me walking on the street yelling stars. <laughs> Pokemon stars? Yes, Pokemon stars. Okay.
0: We've got one more track to play from the Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. Mm. This one is called Dancing Dragon Dungeon. <laughs> Was the Dancing Dragon Dungeon from The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons. Uh, I think probably my favorite track from the Oracle of Games. That one is great. I absolutely love that tune.
1: It doesn't sound like it should be a dungeon
0: sound. It I know, it I know. It's so interesting. It's such a good song. Um, funny enough, both of the, the Skull Dungeon that we played from Oracle of Ages and Dancing Dragon Dungeon from Oracle of Seasons, both the fourth dungeon in, in, in each game So I really feel like the fourth dungeon had the best dungeon music in both of those games. Um, Here's a little fact for you, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons are the only two games in the entire Legend of Zelda series that are actually connected, allowing the player to receive bonuses and upgrades in one game for linking it to the other. Linking the games is also the only way to truly finish the story, as the final bosses only appear at the end of a linked adventure. So there's a there's a hidden boss that only ha- only appears after you link Oracle of Seasons with Oracle of Ages, uh-huh. and you have to finish both games to get that last boss.
1: So they're saying they're saying, uh, Ocarina and Majora's Mask aren't linked.
0: Um, not in the same way that Ages and Seasons. Okay. Been. It's like you you don't get a hidden you don't get a hidden boss for playing sure, both sure, sure. Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. So so these okay. games definitely are are connected in, uh, on a much deeper level, whereas Majora's Mask is pretty much just a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time. Ages, ages and seasons, I don't believe, are sequels to each other. No, nah, they're concurrent. Yeah, they're concurrent, and, and they're just really, really well connected. So, uh, that's going to finish things off for the Oracle games. We're going to move on now to our next Zelda game, and we're going to be taking a look at The Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures. So, to kick things off, let's listen to a track called Main Theme. And that was the main theme from The Legend of Zelda, Four Swords Adventures. This is a game I spent a lot of time with. I played the crap out of this one on the Nintendo GameCube. I don't don't know if you did, but uh... I've never played this. Oh, really? Never, ever. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Four Swords Adventures is the one that was released on the GameCube and allowed up to four people to play it. And you had to connect your your Game Boy Advances to the GameCube, and that's basically how you controlled. Uh, each link, you could play it. You can play it single player. Like you didn't have to play it with other people, but it was definitely more fun if you did link play connected to the GameCube to your Game Boy Advance. Uh, this is a game that I played a ton of. I love this game. Uh, it, it's it's one that is kind of resemble resembles a link to the past. I'm, I think it's even maybe the same art. It's definitely the same art style, but uh-huh. it might even be the same world from a Link to the Past. Because I know the original Four Swords was released on the Game Boy when it was called A Link to the Past plus Four Swords or whatever, and then Four Swords Adventures was a continuation of that Four Swords and made it into its own game. Uh, It was released on the GameCube like I said, in June 7th, 2004 here in North America. Uh, It was composed by two people, the legendary Koji Kondo and Asuka Ohata. So, two two composers on that one, not sure who did what. Interestingly enough about Four Swords Adventures is that on the soundtrack, there isn't actually many unique tracks to Four Swords Adventures, ones that don't exist in other games. So the Four Swords Adventures soundtrack borrows heavily from A Link to the Past. It borrows heavily from previous Zelda games. It borrows heavily from Ocarina of Time. And, and some tracks that are unique are just simple remixes of other tracks that we've heard in previous games. So, so the soundtrack is definitely, you're going to hear some similarities and you may even hear some things that, uh, that we've already played before based off of, you know, off of what we've seen. So, pretty interesting, though, that they did this with Four Swords Adventures. And I kind of wish they would continue the Four Swords story because I, I enjoyed it. I really liked it. And I think they tried to do that with Triforce Heroes, but uh, it, it definitely wasn't the same as Four Swords Adventures. So, let's now move on to our next track, also from Four Swords Adventures. This one Lake Hylia. was Lake Hylia from The Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures. It's definitely a track that you can hear influences from other tracks oh, from previous Legend of Zelda games, but they do it enough here to make it unique. And, you know, th- to separate it from some of the other tracks that it definitely resembles. So I, I really enjoyed this track. I think it's a great one. It's probably one of my favorites from Four Swords Adventures, which is why I made sure to put it in the episode. Um trying to find some facts from four swords adventures there there's not a whole lot out there but uh there there are some things here and there so four swords adventures much like the original four swords found in a link to the past where it was originally seen when it was released on game boy has no option of choosing a name for link link is just link so you can't actually change your name in this game so there's there's a little brian Brainbuster for you on four swords adventures You will play as Link, and you will like it. You will play as Link, and you will... And and to be honest, man, I did like it. I liked this game. Like I said, it was really fun. I played it with several friends throughout the years. Um, Just different ways, either with... I I think I actually did play it with four people once, which was really, really cool. But uh, most of my time spent with Four Swords Adventures was obviously just playing single player, just because it was most of my time spent gaming was was by myself, so... And and I I prefer it that way, to be honest. (laughs) But... uh, no, Force World Adventure is definitely definitely a very fun game, and this track in particular, man, just makes me so happy. Like, just brings back memories of playing Force World Adventures, sitting in my room, over at my grandma's house, playing my GameCube, just having a ball, man, having a having a grand old time. Because this game came out in 2004, like I said, June 7th, 2004, which was one month after I graduated high school. So so kind of neat, because I graduated in May of 2004. So pretty cool. Pretty cool.
1: Time just keeps on slipping on by, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, like a, uh, like a, like a slide, slide, slippity slide. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, I
2: opened
1: it up. <laughs> I, didn't have a I, I let him
0: down that fantastic voyage I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, all right. We've got more. We've got a few more tracks to play from Four Swords Adventures. So our next one is the Hyrule Overfield theme. Or I'm sorry, not Overfield. Hyrule Overworld theme. <laughs> And that was the Hyrule Overworld theme from The Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures. Definitely starts out as basically a straight from The Link to the Past. But then as yes. it gets in, it, there, there's a lot of changes and a lot of instrumentation that, that is different. You could definitely hear it with the, the bass drum. Uh, that definitely was not present in the original version. And then there's quite a bit of reprise and quite a bit of stuff done differently there towards the end that makes it unique. And again, really cool that. track. Really cool track.
1: It went evil there for a second, and I like that. Yeah, a little, yeah.
0: A little hint to the dark world. Yeah, little hint to the dark world, which maybe you'll see here again soon. But uh, <laughs> you know, fight, fight for the, fight, fight for the light world. You're so wrong. I'm not wrong. We talked about this last time. Yes, and it was it proved you are wrong. Yeah, because uh, your your lyrics, which I don't even remember because they're bad, are
1: incorrect. <laughs> so what do you got for me next, Brian? <laughs>
0: Coming up next from the Legend of Zelda Forsworth Adventures, we got two tracks left from this game. So we're gonna check out Hyrule Fields. was Hyrule Fields from The Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures. Great track. That one's really interesting,
1: though. It was. It was all over the place. I never really caught the, the Zelda 5 over that.
0: Yeah, it's definitely... I mean, there, there are hints of Zelda that you can hear in there, but uh, especially towards the end. But there, like, in the beginning, in the middle, it definitely feels like it's from a different game. And uh, I, I can't really place it, but it's really cool because I like that this actually exists in The Legend of Zelda. And I like that this is one of the the tracks that you hear when you're actually walking through, you know, like the Hyrule Fields and, and that kind of stuff. So it's cool. This is a great track. Great tune. I love what they did here. I'm curious to know. I'd be curious to see which one actually composed this one. Either um, either Koji Kondo or Asuka Ahota. I'm curious which one of them actually composed it because it, you could kind of hear some Koji Kondo stuff in there, but then kind of stuff that doesn't really sound like him either. So this may be, maybe this is a joint collaboration. I'm not sure, but uh, this was an interesting track. I was going yeah, I, I,
1: just, I, I didn't feel any Koji there. This is probably Asuka. This is this is definitely an interesting
0: track. But uh, one last uh, Brian's brain buster for you for here for the Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures. In Japan, there was an actual game in addition to Force Watch Adventures found on this on this, you know, GameCube game, and it was called Navi Trackers, and a lot of people thought that Navi Trackers was actually exclusive to Japan, but it actually released in South America or not South America, uh, South Korea as well. Uh, Navi Trackers is kind of different here, so. In this game, multiple players using a combination of the television screen and Game Boy Advances search for members of Tetra's pirate gang to gain stamps from them, as many as possible within a given time limit. Unlike most other entries in the series, players can select their gender as well as their name. However, they play as one of the links regardless of this choice. Tetra and her pirate crew have full voiceovers in place of text-only dialogue, with Tetra also synthesizing the two-character name that each player inputs in the beginning of the session possibly why this game was never localized for the english release so they actually spoke your your name in this game too which is uh, in navi trackers not which is part of four swords adventures but only in japan that's and pretty only, cool and only in south korea so yeah pretty pretty cool all right we've got one track left today from the legend of zelda four swords adventures so let's check this one out this one is called frozen hyrule And that was Frozen Hyrule from The Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures. And I hope you're ready to fight fight for the light world.
1: The themes of the dark world. <laughs>
0: the themes of the dark world. I honestly, dude, I feel like I like that rendition of the dark world theme better than the Link to the Past version. I like the way that they changed it. They used different instrumentation. There's a slight remix to it. I think I like that version better.
1: I don't. Uh, I mean, it's a good song and all, but I can't. Go against my favorite song of all the times.
0: Uh, well, yeah, I know it's, it's definitely your favorite. Um, even though you sing the wrong lyrics, it's still your favorite song. But uh,
1: mine are the official canonical lyrics handed down by Jesus Christ to me. Those are those are
0: n- not canonical at all because the they, the song didn't have lyrics.
1: Oh, now you're going against the Lord. Thanks a lot, Brian. <laughs>
0: But no, um, <laughs> that <laughs> that's going to be it from the Legend of Zelda: Four Swords Adventures. We're going to move on now to a game that I actually didn't think we were going to play any music from. Don't do it, Brian. But uh, I started looking around, and I wanted to fill some slots on this episode because. I, I, uh, I obviously I I have some music later on from Triforce Heroes, but Triforce Heroes, again, not a game that has a very strong soundtrack. There's, there's, there's some good stuff there. And I I was able to find quite a few tracks, but I still had some left over. So I started looking around at other Zelda games and, you know, we already have a few other episodes planned where we're going to combine some stuff. So I thought, why not check out the only Zelda games that we actually didn't have slotted into any episode. And that's the CDI games. Even though these games are Famously known for being terrible I listen to the soundtracks And are you aware That these games actually have pretty damn good soundtracks Especially Especially Faces of Evil And Wanda Gamelon
1: There has to be some kind of redeeming factor for one of these games.
0: Yeah. Zelda's Adventure, that soundtrack, we're not playing anything from Zelda's Adventure on the episode. Just because the soundtrack itself is mostly ambient noise and background stuff. There's not a whole lot of stuff going on there. But... Ha! There you go. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Faces of Evil and Wanda Gamelon definitely have some good tracks found on their soundtracks. There's some bad stuff, too. But there's some really good stuff, hidden gems in those soundtracks. So let's kick things off with the map screen theme from Link. The Faces of Evil. Was the map screen from Link: The Face of Evil? Uh, not a bad tune there. No, not at all. It definitely—it uh, definitely sounds like you even mentioned it when we were listening to it. It definitely sounds like it could be from Castlevania, does it not?
1: <laughs> it does. Uh, Castlevania, maybe even somewhere in The Prince of Persia. I, I, I got, I got Ooh, a feeling. yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Well, isn't this one the one that has like a, like a Prince of Persia type feel to it? This it, game? I, I'm, I'm like, pretty like sure. The story. Obviously, these are um, these are games that Frank and I have not played. We've I'm not pretty sure you
1: find, I'm pretty sure you find an evil genie in this game, but don't yeah. hold me to
0: it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I do know it says here that, like, I'm looking at pictures and he's talking to a genie, and it says, after being refused a kiss for luck from Princess Zelda, Link goes with Guonam on his magic carpet to Korodai. So it definitely has a Prince of Persia slash Aladdin slash Arabian Nights feel to it. Uh-huh. The soundtrack for this game was composed by two people, William Havlasek, and Tony Trippy, So the two men responsible for the soundtrack to link the faces of evil. Uh, this this game, though, like I said, I'd, I'd be interested in checking this out at some point. Maybe, maybe, for a, maybe for a future episode of Revisiting the Classics. Even though this is not a classic. It's a classic for a totally different reason.
1: You just want to punish me, Brian. I understand. It's a classic because it's a
0: bad game. It's not a classic because it's a good game. Huh. But uh, this this definitely would be interesting, interesting to check out. Uh, Especially, like I said, because the soundtrack is not bad. Uh, and, And to further prove that, let's take a listen to one more track from Link, The Faces of Evil. This one is called Firestone Lake. Firestone Lake from Link The Faces of Evil another rock and tune man something definitely it definitely doesn't fit The Legend
1: of Zelda but I like this track yeah it's, uh, I know nothing about this game huh? Unfortunately. I don't either, so I, don't, I don't either. So, so I looked up a brief synopsis of the plot okay spoiler alert uh, he fights the faces of evil I don't think anyone cares about this game enough to, for spoiler alert <laughs> And, and, and he retrieves the Book of Koridai, which is the only item that can defeat Ganon. Okay. That is a lie, because there are plenty of items that could be Ganon. You lied to us, faces of evil, how dare you? So anyway, yes, you 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 <laughs> get you, you fight them, you get this book, you throw it at Ganon, he gets trapped inside. Bada-boom, that's it. Realest book in the room? Realest book in the room, how you okay.
0: doing? Okay. Hopefully that book has better morals than Enzo Amore. Innocent, super proven guilty. Ha <laughs> But uh, no, definitely, definitely didn't think I would be picking any tracks from these games. But once I started looking into it, the, you got to admit, man, the music is not bad.
1: That could easily fit for like the opening to like an '80s like TV show, like.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's just that's our last track from Link: The Faces of Evil. But there are plenty of others on the soundtrack that sound similar and and just as good. So I, I obviously I didn't want to pick a ton of tracks from those games just because, but uh, I, I pick what I feel were the best too. And, but again, there's plenty more on those soundtracks that actually have that same style, that same tone. It's, they're, they're pretty good. And I was very, very impressed. I was very impressed. But, uh, that made me check out the next game that we're gonna play some tracks from, and that's Zelda, The Wand of Gamelon. So, so let's listen to our first track from this one. It's called Goria's Welcome. Goria's Welcome from Zelda: The Wand of Gamelon. Without question, this is my favorite track from the CDi games. That one is
1: so good. That's a nice rocking tune. It That's is so good. Tony Trippy knows what's up.
0: Yeah, so obviously this game was also composed by William Havilasek and Tony Trippy. It was released on the same day as Link the Faces of Evil. These two games came out at the same time. Uh, they both were released about a year prior to Zelda's Adventure, which came out in 1994 on the CDI. Uh, both of those games also, uh, Zelda's Adventure also composed by the same two gentlemen. So I'm not sure why the soundtrack wasn't as nearly as strong. Um, like it, just, it, it felt like they did their best work on Wanda Gamelon and Faces of Evil. But yeah, this track here, though, I love, love, love this track. It's so good.
1: It's almost a shame that it's stuck in such a horrible game. I know, I know. Um, uh, want a nice little liner note, though, if you like. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is the first game in which Impa appears. Oh, really? Uh, she's been mentioned in like instruction manuals and stuff, but this is her actual first official uh, appearance. So, did the CDI create Impa? No. She she predates the CDI. She was mentioned in like the the, the instruction manuals. Which ones, though? For the prior games in the series, oh, like okay, uh, okay. uh, Leak to the Past*. And, okay. Okay.
0: That's a shame. I was hoping that they maybe would have created Impa, and that the, and Nintendo's like, "Wow, this is a cool character. We're just going to use her going forward."
1: I doubt <laughs> they want to take anything from this game.
0: Maybe in Breath of the Wild Two, we'll actually use the Wand of Gamelon. Ooh,
1: maybe. It's actually it what happens happen when you throw magic dust on my golden turn becomes the Wand of Gamelon. <laughs> Are you trying to say
0: that the Wand of Gamelon is a golden turn until it gets magic dust? Yes. <laughs> oh that's funny but still that doesn't take away from the soundtrack because the soundtrack is so freaking good uh I love this Uh, credit
1: credit where credits do that's
0: a good song I I love this so let's check out one more track from Zelda the Wanda Gamelon this one is called Sacado Graveyard And that was Cicado Graveyard from Zelda: The Wand of Gamelon. Interesting tune there, man. Definitely kind of spooky sounding. Obviously, this is Secado Graveyard, so it's meant to be kind of have that Gross. graveyard feel to it. Uh, another track that feels like it could be lifted straight from the Castlevania series. Um, either handbells or xylophone. One of the one of the two instruments being played there in the background. But like that, like that touch. But then, did you notice that it actually had like ghosts in the track too? Like you could I hear like head. moaning ghosts and stuff. It was kind of neat. Uh, I, I like what Tony Trippy did with this with this piece. It was really, really cool. Um before we move on, the Wanda Gimelon here. I uh I, I I was able to find something as well. Ooh,
1: a brand Brain Buster. So,
0: yes. This is the first Zelda game in the series where Dark Nuts and an Iron Knuckle, two recurring and very similar armored enemies, appear together. Dark nuts are a common enemy, while a single iron knuckle appears as a boss.
1: That's cool. That's cool. I remember uh, is it Dark Mets or original Legend of Zelda, but they are never together? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those those obviously never appeared at the uh, at the same time. So kind of cool that this was the first game that actually had that be the case. Stop
1: doing firsts. OK, no, we, we want to we move past this game. Uh,
0: well, maybe that just means that the Nintendo Switch is going to get a remaster or a remake of the Wanda Gamelon in the Faces of Evil. Ooh. I doubt it.
1: I can't wait to not play that.
0: I dude, I'll tell you what right now. If Nintendo actually decided to remaster these games and actually remake them, I'd play them. You wouldn't? No. no, 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 no. You, no. you would you would have to you'd have to play them just because of how. I
1: probably I probably would have to just to get some more high uh, rules under my belts.
0: Yeah, I think you, I think we would have to just based off of how bad these games actually are. Maybe they're not even actually that bad. I bet you they're bad. They're probably bad, but maybe they're actually not as bad as you think they are. <laughs> All right. But we have quite a few tracks left. We still have seven tracks on today's episode, but they're all gonna be from the same game. So we're moving to our last game for that we're gonna highlight and that's The Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. So let's check out the first track. This is the title screen. And that was the title screen from The Legend of Zelda, Triforce Heroes. This is actually a recent release that came out here in North America on October 23rd, 2015. It was composed by Ryo Nagamatsu, someone that we've actually heard before here on the show, because he's responsible for some of the music that we heard in the Super Mario Galaxy episode of, of BG Mania. And he uh, he he will be featured again in the future because he's also on the Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds soundtrack. He's on the Mario Kart 8 soundtrack. He did some stuff for Super Smash Brothers. Uh, Splatoon to a bunch of other stuff, uh, but yeah, he's he's one of the in-house composers over at Nintendo. But we've actually heard him recently on the Super Mario Galaxy episode, so the, I, he he did this entire soundtrack.
1: And uh, this is a good this is a good track. You yeah, have a lot of a great, uh, track, orce- great track, a lot of orchestral movements with the violin. I really like that.
0: Yeah, great track. Uh, this
1: is a game that you've actually played.
0: I have played. Uh, I I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of this game. Yeah, I've not played have, this one. I have not played Zelda: Triforce Heroes.
1: But but I have played this game to a completion. Um, little fun fact, little liner note for you. This game um, actually takes place a few years after Link Between Worlds and it is the same exact Link from Link Between Worlds.
0: Okay, okay. That makes sense. So there, it's kind of like a... Continu- not a continuation, but a... It's, ju- it's just like how Link was the same Link in Majora's Mask that was in Ocarina of Time. Yes. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Um... Okay, well, let's move on to our next track from The Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. Like I said, we've got six more tracks to get through. This one here is the village theme. And that was the village theme from The Legend of Zelda, Triforce Heroes. Uh, I wish I would have been recording because you tried to do like a little French uh, little accent and and talk there during that. And it was it was rough. It was interesting.
1: Uh, I don't have a voice. So (laughs) that's great.
0: (laughs) It definitely didn't. Um, So the the castle that we were you were actually talking about it here. And uh, it was called the Hytopia, right? Yes. And this is uh, it's a it's a the whole kingdom is based around fashion. OK, so I I've, i found a little fact here about Hytopia, because again, I haven't, I haven't played this game. Hidden throughout the town of Hytopia and its castle are various journals detailing the author's travels in the Droblands, collectively known as the Droblands Diary. These writings frequently make mention of scenic spots that are hidden in the Droblands levels that you can actually get to. So that's kind of neat. I-
1: yeah, it was pretty cool, because they actually opened things up on the map for you. Yeah, did, um, you, did you do any of that stuff? I beat this whole game 100%. Oh, um, okay, okay. I didn't like the whole collecting outfits and fashion dress-up kind of stuff. It's not my bag, but... It seems like something you'd be totally down for.
0: No, it's more of a Barbie kind of thing. Man, I can't wait to get to Final Fantasy X-2 then. Oh, Christ. Because one of the, uh, one of the mechanics in Final Fantasy X-2, which we're going to play for revisiting the classics, is the dress sphere. Which is how you, that's how you basically level up your skills and that kind of stuff. And it's, it's equipping different costumes and, and going through this, this dress garb. Obviously, the game features, you know, the, the females from the Final Fantasy universe. Final Fantasy X universe. So, uh, it, but it, it works, dude. It was a great system. It actually worked really well in terms of leveling up your characters. But uh, speaking of Hytopia and its castle, let's check out our next track. This is the castle theme. that was the castle theme from
1: The Legend of Zelda, Triforce Heroes. Remember that one? I do, yeah. The castle is pretty much your hub world. Uh, that's how you get to all the different worlds in the game. You okay, so, so,
0: so is it set up similarly to how, like, Hyrule Castle was in, say, Ocarina of Time or something like that, where it's a fully-fledged-out castle that you can walk around and there's towns and then... kind, kind of or, or, or is it more similar to, like, Peach's Castle from Mario 64?
1: Not, not not even that uh, involved. Uh, off to your right, there's a room where you go to, and there's stages and stuff. Okay. And they and they they give you the power to split yourself into the the Triforce hero, so you get the other people with you. Okay. You know, i mean, if you're playing one player, of course. Of course. Uh, there's, a, there's another door to go through if you play multiplayer. Which and did you, door... you played through this game mostly single player. Did you not? Yes, I, I I did play some multiplayer, but mostly single. Yeah. And there's a there's a room to try to get to the princess, but you can't get to the princess because you have to beat the game first. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. I, I like the castle track here because it's very majestic sounding. It definitely definitely fits the theme of a castle. It really does. I mean, you have the horns in the background. It definitely fits, and I really really like this track because of it.
1: now nice. you'll you'll be there a lot when you play this game.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I am gonna play this game eventually. We we are we were talking about doing the Legend of Zelda franchise for revisiting the classics at some point in the future probably not anytime in 2018 because we already have a full schedule, full plate for revisiting the classics but uh, we will get to the Zelda games eventually because obviously Frank and I, it's one of our favorite video game franchises of all time, if not our favorite one. Oh yeah. So uh, we'll we'll definitely be revisiting the Zelda games for that show and I I I think we will do Triforce Heroes because I do want to play this game and I think it's time that I play this game and this will actually give me a reason to go back and play this game. (laughs) <laughs> but uh let's move on now to our next track from Triforce Heroes. This one is the Woodlands theme. <music> was the woodlands theme from the Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. That's a good tune. Uh you could definitely hear a lot of inspiration from previous Zelda tracks in that one there. You could definitely uh, with the, with the absolutely, instrumentation absolutely. that uh with the instrumentation that he uses for this one um Ryo Nagamatsu, the stuff that he did, very very much calling back to some of the older Legend of Zelda tracks. I like this one a lot. I do.
1: this is this is, a, this is one of the top tracks on this uh, soundtrack.
0: Yeah, and it's it's crazy because this soundtrack is like Hundreds of songs deep, man. There's like over a, almost 200 songs in the soundtrack, if not more. And it's crazy because there's different variations of each theme. So you have the Woodlands theme, but then you have like a little slight variation to the Woodlands theme if you have an additional player with you, like if there's two people. Then there's even more variation if there's three people. And then there's another variation of each one as well. So, like, the, each track has four or five different versions on the soundtrack. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and for the most part, the regular version, like the normal version, which is, like, the single-player version of the track, is the best part, or, or the best version. But it's cool that they actually have a little slight differences for some of the tracks where it depends on how many people are actually playing with you. So that's really, really cool. I like that. And But I, I wasn't expecting the soundtrack to be that deep, so I... It was it was it was definitely a fun challenge picking tracks from this one because it was, you know, such an expansive soundtrack. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's see if we can let's see if we can get here another another fact from Triforce Heroes. So here's, here's what I got here. So the devs did test a four man multiplayer instead of just three for Triforce Heroes, but it didn't work too well with the totem mechanic. A four-man totem was too tall to be effective, and the two links in the middle didn't actually do anything, which kills the fun. Plus, they found that when four players were put together, they tended to split up in teams of two, which went against the teamwork they were trying to encourage with a team of three. So that's why they abandoned the Four Swords Adventures model of having four links and just went with three. It's actually funny because a lot of fans actually call this game Three Swords and Three Swords Adventures because uh, it's a playoff of Four Swords Adventures. So that's why the developers chose to do three instead of four, because they noticed with Four Swords Adventures, when four people were playing, there tended to be two and two instead of actually working together as a team of four. So pretty cool little idea that they had yeah, to, to take it down to three. Speaking of three, we've got three tracks left for today's episode. So let's take a listen from Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. This is the Riverside theme. Was the Riverside theme from The Legend of Zelda: Triforce Heroes? Beautiful track. I love uh, this one.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I I'd love me some violin
0: music in general. So yeah, yeah. This is this is a very, very, very beautiful track. Probably my favorite from Triforce Heroes. Just really like the way they did this. Really like the instrumentation with the violin. Um, little little Brian brain buster here for you. An idea for voice chat was considered for Triforce Heroes. But the idea was scrapped obviously and instead players had to use like the what were like the emotions or whatever. How 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 did it go in this game like you could select a
1: a Yeah, it, or... yeah, they're like they were kind of like emojis kind
0: of deal. Yeah. Yeah, you like- be-
1: use expressions. Yeah, you're basically selecting
0: expressions and that kind of stuff, and that's how you communicated. So they they thought about putting voice chat in, but uh, they felt that the enjoyment level would drop if you were voice chatting with people. And I probably tend to agree with them, based off of maybe some of the people you could possibly get paired up with. Voice chat probably not the best idea for this type of game. Um, and, And in terms of where the actual game takes place, because I don't think we've actually had an official... Zelda Historia come out since the game came out, but according to the game's developers, the time placement of the game is, within the Legend of Zelda timeline, is several years after the events of A Link Between Worlds. So I know you mentioned how it was the same link, basically, from A Link Between Worlds, which would make sense, because this game takes place within the same timeline as A Link Between Worlds, and it just just takes several years after that, so uh, that was official confirmation from the game's developers on where this takes place in the actual timeline of the Zelda franchise. So, so pretty neat. Let's move on to our second to last track for today's episode as we look at the Legend of Zelda series. This one from Triforce Heroes is the battle theme. was the battle theme from the legend of zelda triforce heroes it's a good track it's a battle it's a good it's a good battle track if you ask me i i definitely uh i think that's a good one that's so, a damn good song yeah and i don't know man since i haven't played this game i i'm not sure if that's the battle theme for every fight i want to say
1: yes it's been a couple of years i played to be honest so don't hold me to that please sure um uh, but yeah it's, it's definitely a good song yeah um uh, I guess uh, one last little liner note for me here. Okay. It's a, a cool little Easter egg in the game. Okay. Uh, if you, if, in the lobby, like I told at the room off to your right, where you, go, you decide if you're gonna play the game or not. Yeah. Uh, with, with people. If you run into the wall, there's a pink and uh, purple like striped ball that comes out. Okay. And and then you strike it, it's like a beach ball. You keep it up in the air. As long as it's up in the air, it plays random Zelda songs from like the entire series. Oh, really? So, so it's, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's not just music from Triforce Heroes, it's music from the entire
1: no. series. Correct, yeah. As just as you keep it up in the air, it's, it's like. It's hard. It's not easy to keep the thing up in the air, though. Is that, is that, true? Clear, is that true? Please don't. Make any- <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I'm this asleep right
0: now. Come here, <laughs> break. Uh, I'll cut you a break. I didn't say anything. I just said, "Is that true?" Yeah.
1: All I said is, is "That true." There ain't no
0: problem getting to that. <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, the last track we're gonna close out with, the track we're gonna play out with, is the mini boss theme. From the Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. And it's interesting because I listened to both the mini boss theme and the boss theme. And the mini boss theme was just way better. It's more fun. Yeah, it's more fun. It's definitely and it's more epic. Like, it's crazy because the mini boss theme is definitely a lot more epic than the actual boss theme. So I I thought that was kind of weird. But uh, but maybe maybe that's for a reason. Like I said, I've yet to play this game, but uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why that uh, that they would do it that way. Um, try to see if I have anything else to mention here to close out with Uh, you've already mentioned a lot of the good stuff that I found but here's one here, here's one here in the North American localization when reading one of the ancient bookshelves it reads, still coming here has at least afforded me the rare chance to explore these ancient ruins so ancient, such ruin (laughs) this is a reference to the popular uh, uh, was it Doge, how you would say that? Doge? Doge. yeah, Doge meme the European and Japanese localizations of the game, however, have no reference to this particular meme.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> such uh, <a>
0: <laughs> so, so so shout out to whichever localizer did that over at Nintendo of America to put a unique Easter egg and a fun Easter egg in the game. So, so kind of cool. But uh, yeah, we're going to close out with the mini boss theme from the Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. Very epic sounding. Uh, so, very epic. So epic. <laughs> uh, so
1: epic. So, such epic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Such epic. But, uh, OK, well, I think that's going to do it for the episode today. I know, I know you're, you, you, you've you been struggling to get through this one, but uh, unless you have anything else you wanted to, to talk about before we get on out of here. Hey everybody, if you can, get yourself the flu shot. This is no
1: fun.
0: <laughs> well, you had the flu shot and you still have it. Well, yeah, the flu shot means I'm not going to die from this. Make sure you get the flu shot. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of BG Mania. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, BG Mania is uploaded on iTunes and Google Play every Wednesday morning. Leaving us a rating and a review if you haven't already done so on either iTunes or Google Play helps us out tremendously in terms of search results. If you have any ideas or requests for future episodes, remember to email us at bgmania at leveldowngames.com with those requests. You can also submit them for future episodes, themed episodes, whatever you want. The more tracks we get, the better, and we'll definitely. Find fit them in as often as we can if you're interested in supporting us here at level down games so we can continue to do what we love and bring quality content to you on a daily basis remember that we have affiliate links in the descriptions for all of our podcasts on itunes and google play as well as the description box on all of our youtube videos we've got amazon TechniSport sport gaming chairs origin pc and razor supporting us through any or all of those affiliate links means the absolute world to us to stay up to date on all things Level Down Games, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find our main account over on Twitter at OriginalLDG. I'm at Brian underscore LDG. Frank is at the Frankasaurus. We're both on Instagram. I'm at Brian.LDG and Frank is at the Frankasaurus once again. We can be found on Facebook for general posts and information. And finally, over at Twitch.TV leveldowngames Games for all of our live streams. Feel free to say hello when you drop on by. Doing all these things will ensure that you never miss an episode of Max Level, our video game podcast every Monday, Game Moracles, our video game trailer show every Tuesday, BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, The Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, a podcast dedicated to professional wrestling every Thursday, the Top 10 Series every Friday, and Revisiting the Classics, our weekly trip back to the past to play some retro games every Saturday. Plus, you'll have access to all of our video reviews, unboxings, let's plays, reaction videos, and so much more. Of course, all this is also found on our main home on the internet, and hopefully yours as well, leveldowngames.com. Next week, it happens to be February 14th, and that just so happens to be Valentine's Day. So here on BG Mania, we're going to be taking a look at some romantic music and love songs found within the realm of video games. So it should be a good episode. I'm excited to do this one. it should it's a be world fun. of love. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a fun episode. But once again, taking us out of this episode, which we took a look at part four of the Legend of Zelda franchise, we have the mini boss theme from the Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.